Welcome to the Gap Church Podcast, where we're filling the gap through freedom and the truth. Please enjoy this week's message. Good morning, church. Good afternoon. My name is Lola Day. Welcome to the Gap. Wow. Where you at? What church? The Gap Church. Thank you so much for coming this morning and for just being a part of uh, the Gap Church. Uh, I do not take you for granted. I think uh, we've been praying this much as the Lord. Just tell me a little bit more about, you know, the fact that people gather not because you are who you are, but because of a grace that is at work. So thank you for honoring the grace in this house. Um, I honor everyone who has been on this altar, the worship, the announcements, those who have preached before me. Thank you. I honor you. I honor the grace over your life. God bless you. Um, so we are in trenches. Spirit of the living God. <laughs> we'll do this. We can't do it. We can't do it. The, we, will, we will do it. The spirit, spiritual realm is having it all. God knows what. All right. Trenches, 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 trenches. Um, last week, I had the privilege to talk about lights up. Yeah, so, you know, pick and respond, pick and respond, pick and respond. Light up the, perfect, thank you. And I did give us a little bit of background. I went into history, it's World War II. I know it now, amen. World War I, actually, see, people would not pay attention. World War I, and I talked about why trenches were built and all of that good stuff. And one of the things I said that I would not forget is that trenches are built for a short season, it's not something you stay in for the rest of your life. It's something you stay in for a short period of time. And so this morning, I'm going to be preaching. I've been given 1 Samuel 29 and 30. I'm going to be preaching on no man left behind. No man left behind. I tell you, this topic was a struggle. Struggle. But we thank God. No man left behind. And I did my little research and I realized, I knew the part of the military that talked about no man left behind, but I eventually found that it was the army that talked about leave no man behind, even if you are dead or alive, carry the body. Um, and so the Lord is, wants to bring that into the church. Carry, 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 no man left behind. And um, my, my context today is going to be taken from 1 Corinthians 12, 12 to 27. 1 Corinthians 12, 20, 12 to 27, and we are going to read it together. I will explain 1 Samuel 29 and 30, but I want us to read 1 Corinthians 12, 12 to 27. And I'm reading from the NLT version because I love it. All right. I'm going to read 12, you read 13, and we'll go all the way to 27. Good? Good? All right, perfect. The subtopic here says unity and diversity in one body. Verse 12 says... For as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body being many are one body, so also is Christ. 13. 13. For in fact, the body is not one member, but many. 15. If the foot should 15. Okay. 
Okay, 16, and if the year says, because I am not an eye, I'm not part, I'm not of the body, is it therefore not of the body, 17? Eighteen, but now God has set the members, each one of them in the body, just as he pleased. Nineteen. Twenty, but now indeed there are many members, yet one body. Twenty-one. No, no much rather, these members of the body, which seems to be weaker, are necessary. Twenty-three. Twenty-four, right? But our presentable parts have no needs, but God composed the body, having given greater honor to the part which lacks it. Twenty-five. Twenty-six. And if one member suffers, all the members suffers with it. Or if one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. Twenty-seven. Now you are the body of Christ and members individually. Father, we thank you for your word. Spirit of the living God, we thank you for honoring us with your presence this day, oh God. We thank you for this word that you're about to bring to life, uh, that's about to enter inside of us and be light. Father, we are excited, oh God, for what we're about to learn and put into practice even as we build the body of Christ. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. And we just read basically what a lot of us probably have read before. If you haven't read that verse, chapter before, You've seen it before, you've heard it before, it's not new to you. Oh, so it's new to a lot of us. Okay. All right. I would I would I put that at the back of my mind. Um, and uh my cont my main text, this is my subtext, my main text today from first Samuel 29 and verse 30. And so I'm just gonna tell you a quick story. Follow me, I might be a little fast. Follow me because of time. First Samuel 29, we have after Saul had his own fiasco with Samuel and at 28, and it was time. For the back to 29, David was, remember David is, was being with the Philistines for a bit and they kind of started liking him, even though he was a bad guy, you know. And so it was time for war and Ashes took David and took okay, let's go to battle. And then the prince of the Philistines said, I know this guy. I don't trust this guy. This guy did this, he did that. Why is he part of us? And, like, and Ashes, I've tested him. He's a good guy. I don't trust him. You know, and so because of that, because they're kind of over, um, they are kind of over and like a little bit superior, he had to listen to them and told David, you know what, sorry, you can't go into battle with us. I trust you, but it's not fully me. I have people I am under, people that have authority over me, whatever they say we do. So sorry, you have to go back. And so thirdly, we have David going back to, I think it's called Zig Zigzag or Zigzag, I'm not even sure. It's a city. I came, I realized that everybody... Was missing. The Amalekites had come while David was out and had taken his people, his kids, his wife, their goods, and everything. And he was so angry and so sad. And he knew that he needed to talk to God. But if you remember before Jesus, he had to go through the temple. And the temple was where Saul was. And he knew, I can't go there, but I need something of the temple. And someone brought him something called an airport. Airport, not airport. <laughs> something like that brought him something from the temple and 
he was able to talk to God through it and ask God, should I pursue? And God said, pursue, overtake, and you'll recover all. And David started this journey to the Amalekites to get back his family and the goods and all the animals and everything that is very important to all of them. This, this was David and 500,000 people. And while he was going, they saw this man, looks like he was about to die. And David took him, took care of him, you know, made him look good, bring him back, basically brought him back to life. And then asked, who are you? And he said, I'm a servant of the Amalekite. They left me when they thought I was sick. And David said, we are going here. And said, I will take you there only if you promise that you protect me. And David was like, sure, we got you. We've taken care of you so far. You know, and, and he took David there. And these guys were so blindsided. They were eating, enjoying all the things they stole. And they did not know that somebody was coming to collect something back. You know, and David got there with 300,000 out of the 500,000. And they took, they killed every single one of them. And they took back everything that belongs to the it belongs to them. And while they were going back, they went back rejoicing. Remember, 200,000 of them were still back. Weary, a little tired because it was a long journey. And they were going back, and the 300,000 men were like, we shouldn't give them anything. They didn't come with us. They didn't suffer with us. We should only give them their wife and their children. And David looked at them like, you are not doing this because you have the strength to do it. So they are not, as, they're not less important than you are. You know? And David started something then in war for, I guess, for the rest of the Bible days that no matter what position you hold in the war, I guess, if you're not fighting, but you're cooking, if you're not cooking, but you're, you know, you're taking care of the sick, all of you are equally important. And that was how chapter 30 ended. David showed himself that I've killed and I was sending goods to different people. You know, that was the end. But we thank God for that. And so after, like, reading through it, I think the Holy Spirit, or what he wants us to talk about today, the, the Lord wants to remind the body of the importance of every part of the body. Um, the Lord wants to remind the body that we have neglected some people because we think they are less important. Um, I learned through the study of the word that the body of, that the church is not, it's unity in the church is not uniformity. Meaning that everybody is different, but everybody together is one. Revelations talk about the, um, the bride of Christ. And they, when they, did this, they did the, define what the bride of Christ is, they said the bride of Christ is something with four squares. And this square is on equal side. Each side of the square was equal. And so the Lord dis, um, defined the bride of Christ as four equal parts. And so when I asked the Holy Spirit, so why, what is exactly do you want to teach us this morning? You know, and so funny on Friday while we were praying, the Lord started reminding us in the prayer ministry of how much of giftings that have been dormant in the body of Christ. He was reminding us of the fact that all of these people we look up to, the apostles and the TDJs and all of that will soon die. But the legacy is non-existent. The Lord was reminding us that we have left the bodies, the dead bodies, the weak bodies aside. And we've continued the journey thinking that we are complete. The body of Christ. The body of Christ. If we look at what David did. First David found servants. There's just something about servants in the Bible. The people that you think that are less, the least important. The servant was the reason Naaman got his healing. The servants. 
The servant had the answer to the, to the, the victory of a battle that David and 500,000 people were going for. A servant. The Lord is trying to remind us that we are the body of Christ. Not one body of Christ. We are the body of Christ. There's so many one of us, so, so many of us have assignments and giftings that we have left dormant because we feel like the body is complete. You walk into church, you can already hear they are singing. Oh, they don't need me in the worship, they can sing. You see so many people at the back, oh, the media is good. I don't see where I fit. Everybody seems to be okay. And so you do not fit into the body. But the body is incomplete without you. And you are incomplete without the body. Everything that you need to be a Christian, everything that you need in those walk of God is in the body. When you go to Jesus and say, Jesus, I need this. Jesus takes you back to the body. I said something at the beginning that I honor all the graces that are here. Because the graces are different. When a maker comes here, it's different from when Yeni comes here. When Yeni comes up here, it's different from when Dara comes up here. When the worship comes up here, it's different. But we need all the different parts. The, the, the mindset of the body of Christ now is that, oh, I go to that church. They don't do healing. They don't do miracles. People are not flipping. And so there's something wrong with the church. You forget that the grace is equally distributed. Not everybody, every church will be flipping. But some church will give you the answer to your financial breakthrough. Some churches will give you the answer to your job, but they will not give you the answer to your sickness. Doesn't mean they are not Christians. The grace is evenly distributed. Do not belittle any grace. You cannot receive from something you do not honor. You cannot. The graces are different. But you need all of the grace. The Bible says all graces are bound, not some. All graces. Everything you need is in the body of Christ. Do not listen to a message and say, this person, this guy cannot preach. He's mixing his words together. You cannot receive. Don't, the door has been shut. We keep forgetting that there's a man behind the grace. Nobody is perfect. So the body is not perfect. You listen to Kenneth Hagin, you get something different. You listen to Rana Bonke, you get something different. I've been privileged by God's grace to be a part of um, the pastor's forum. And so I have to go and serve pastors so many times. And as stressful as it can be, I do not disregard any of those times. Because giving a pastor a cup of water, whether the pastor looks somehow, dresses weirdly, the shoe doesn't match. God bless you. God bless you. I remember I picked up this lady on a Saturday. It was a very long way. I was tired. My time I needed to pick up this lady from the airport. She was a pastor. She was going to another church. And I picked her up, and when I took her back, because I took her back to the airport, she turned to me and said, what do you want from God? 
And me, I was just doing driver work. She said, what do you want from God? There's some prayers that they will pray for you. That you don't have to pray again. The body of Christ. The person next to you might look weird. The person next to you, you don't know them. But you don't know the grace that they operate in. You sit down with your friend and all you bring to them is, yesterday I fell. Yesterday I mistakenly kissed one boy, kissed one girl. You guys do not sit down and say, what is your assignment? You guys do not sit down and say, what, what, what dimensions are you operating in now? Can I have five people, please? Can I have five, five people? Quickly, quickly. Five, 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 five. Thank you. Thank you. Can you just, can you just face, face the crowd? Just face the crowd. Sorry. Sorry. It used to happen like that. When we read 1 first, um, first Corinthians 12, we talk about the different part of the body. And the Bible is very specific. They didn't talk about any other parts, but all these four, five parts. They didn't talk about the stomach, the buttock, and all of that. Just these five parts. And it's so funny because I put, down, put them down, but I didn't know how to explain them. And I woke up this morning. And he started coming to me. So please, bear with me. We have the eyes. The prophets. I can see the visionaries. We have the ears. Word of knowledge. I know what is happening in your life. God is speaking to me. We have the feet. No, actually, switch. Switch, come. come. You go there. I'm sorry, sorry. We have the hands. The administrators. They have to get stuff done. I'm carrying the chairs. Don't worry, I got it. I'm building. Don't worry, I got it. We have the feet. The feet has to take everybody. <laughs> he has to take the ears, the eyes, the hands. And we have the body. Every one of them is a part of the body. And the Lord showed me something. He said, when the eye says, but I'm good. I don't need the ears. I don't need the feet. I don't need the hand. I'm covered. He said, but how does the eyes put into, how does the eyes put all of this into action? We have the watches. What the watchman does, they see. That's all. The Bible, so when Jesus talked about the parable, he talked about how, yeah, how a man sowed a seed for a beautiful farm and went to sleep. And a servant, it's always a servant. The enemy came and saw tears, and the following day, the servant went and said, there is something different about the farm. They didn't take away, they didn't remove the weeds. The servants did not remove the weeds. The servant did not try to fix the problem. They went back to him and said, there is something different about your farm. That's what the eyes does. They're not doing anything about it. And then we have the ears. God is speaking to me. This is where the new dimension is taking us. He's taking us into this new level. God wants us to build a new church. That's all. They all, all they do is that they hear. They've heard it. Go behind him. Mm, sorry. Can you step forward a bit? And then we have the hands. 
I don't need the eyes. You know, I, I, can, I can liken the eyes to a prophet, a prophetic church. The, the church, all they do is they prophesy. We come this morning. The Lord is showing me next week you will receive. You will receive from your workplace. You'll be promoted. But your hands are doing nothing. Because in that same church, they are deficient of actual doing. They only have the seeing. And we have the ears as well. Same thing. You come to church. The word of knowledge. Last week, you did this. Two days ago, you were putting your leg like this. But they're not giving you a solution. Because they don't have it. That's not where their grace is. And we have just the hands. They are just doing with no direction. They are just doing. I come to church. The chairs are looking somewhere. I rearrange the chairs, but it's still not straight. Because you don't have no direction. And we have the feet to go behind her. And we have the feet. Come, come, come. Thank you. The evangelist. An evangelist that cannot see. An evangelist that cannot hear. That cannot get stuff done. But can move around. Go behind them. And go in front of them. Body. Go in front. Yeah, body. This is the body of Christ. Where you can see. Then you go to where you can hear. Then you go to where things can be done. Then you go to, to, you go to places with your feet. You cannot be fully functional in the body if you believe that all you need to do is hear that word of knowledge and hear that prophecy and that's it. How do they come to life? How do they come to life? If the eyes say, I have no need, I can only take the feet with me. I don't need the ears. I don't need the, the hand. I'm good. It reminds me of those churches you will go to and they talk about prosperity, business, entrepreneur. All they think about is money. And you are broke. Because you think that what you need is to roll under the anointing, get up, arrange your clothes, and go home. You think I am physically healthy, but you are dead spiritually. All grace is abound. All of it. No one is better than the other. Thank you so much, guys. You can hold the papers. I guess I'll give it to you. All graces abound. All graces abound. The body of Christ. The body of Christ. You know, on Friday, the Lord was showing me what we're praying that a lot of us, being part of the body, we have the enemy has suppressed our assignment with insignificant sins. 
A lot of us, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, the Lord has opened your eyes, shown you what you will be doing, that you will stand in front of thousands. I heard that clearly. Some of you, the Lord has shown you that you stand in front of millions of people. But you are spending the rest of your 12, 13 years dealing with masturbation. And I, I dare to say, little things compared to the assignment. The enemy has given you a load on your head and you are dragging your assignment behind you. Oh, I'm going through stuff. I'm so depressed. Your spirit doesn't get depressed. It's your body that gets depressed. It's your mind that gets depressed. Not your spirit that gets depressed. The enemy has suppressed a lot of us with insignificant, kept us busy because we're busy. It's kept us busy. Every prayer, every time you gather to pray, oh, Father, take away this sin. And God is looking at you like, the answer is in the word. The day I overcame masturbation in my life is the day I paid attention to the word. It wasn't the deliverances. It wasn't the lay help hands. It wasn't the casting and binding. It was paying attention to the word. Let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. What are you feeding your mind? As you constantly pray about it, you are feeding your mind about it. Because you are always talking about it. Fill your mind with the word. You're depressed. Fill your mind with the word. Let this mind be in you. So the Lord wants to reawaken some giftings. Some, as, some parts of the body that has, is lying dormant. Some dreams. I'm, the, the Holy Spirit is so one. Because when Bissola was praying this morning, she said, you have the ability to dream again. And that's the word I heard clearly in my notes on Friday. Dream again. Some of us, that one dream is the last time we saw anything about our future. 12 years ago. 13 years ago. When you were 10. When you were 9. But the Bible recorded a 12-year-old king. Oh, I'm waiting till I'm 24. I don't even know what my assignment is. I don't know what my purpose is. Pray for me. At your age, you are still asking what your purpose is. That you should have been halfway done. Jesus died at 33. Finished his assignment in three years. You think you came to this world to get married? You think you came to this world for the job? The moment your assignment is over, that is it. That is it. You will not say, God, hold on. I'm still waiting to get married. <laughs> that is it. And I guess that's why some of you are delaying it because you don't want it to end. But the, Jesus is still going to come, whether you start your assignment or not. Jesus is still going to come. And so this morning, thinking about the topic no man left behind, it is our duty of every Christian to ensure that the body is always complete. To ensure that the body is always complete. And so please let's be on our feet.
Our altar call may be a little different today. Please, can you turn off the light? Thank you. No, yeah, you can leave the light, meant the light. You can leave this light. Thank you. If you, this is a very specific auto call because I heard it clearly. What I heard clearly in my spirit was that there's some of us who, you know what the Lord has showed you about your life. But you are not on that journey. You're not on that track. You are so far away. This is not an altar call whether you're saved or not. I heard clearly on Friday, the Lord has shown you what you should be like. But you spent your time dealing with insignificant sins. You spent your time dealing with things that are not even to be compared with what you were supposed to do. And then you've not watered the ground like Dara said this morning. Some of the seeds have died. And so if you're here and you know that there's something specific the Lord has called you to, but you are not on the path, you are not on that journey, because you've, you, you've stared away, you've paid attention to the wrong things, please come out. Remember, this is the body. This is the body. This is the body. This is not us looking at people and saying, ah, so she's not even... That is another part of you. That is a part of you. God has showed you things. Clearly about the things he wants you to do. But you paid attention to the wrong things. You paid attention to the in insignificant things. So much so you are too far away from the assignment. I'm not saying those that don't know the assignment. I'm saying you know your assignment. But you have been too busy. Dealing with sins that you should have, that, that literally doesn't even have anything to do with your work because you have been flesh and not spirit. God is saying, I want to give you the ability to dream again. I want to awaken that dormant, that dormant giftings. I want to awaken that dormant giftings inside of you. I want to awaken that dormant assignment inside of you. It is time. The work is time. It is now. It is not tomorrow. It is not yesterday. It is now. Awaken all slumber. Awaken from your slumber. You have slept for too long. You are not too young to start to manifest the assignment. You are not too young. And if I want you to begin to pray for them, this is the body of Christ. This is the body of Christ. Some of them are the hands. Some of them are the feet. They are the ears. They are the eyes. Begin to pray for them that the Lord will awaken the gift is inside of them. He will awaken the assignment inside of them. It is time for them to start manifesting the assignment. Oh, Father, I pray for your sons and your daughters 
Daddy, that you, they will have the ability to dream again. They will have the ability to dream again. That the assignment, it is time for the manifestation of the assignment in their life. Pray for them. This is the body. We are one. You cannot operate without the ends. You cannot operate without the feet. And pray for yourself. If you're in front, pray for yourself. Father, I know what you told me. I remember what I saw. I want to manifest in that dream again. I remember what I heard. I want to manifest in that. to manifest in the giftings again. Awaken from your slumber. Spirit man awaken. Spirit man awaken. Spirit man awaken. Spirit man awaken. Enough of dead assignment. Awaken. The destinies of this one. Awaken. The destinies of this one. Come, come alive. The destinies of this ones come alive. The destinies of this ones come alive. The destiny of this ones come alive. Oh, we need the feet, we need the hands, we need the eyes, we need the ears. Come alive, 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 comfort, comfort, comfort. You spirit of sin, you spirit of burden that has encapsulated your life, come alive. I lose the spirit of sin, the old of the enemy that has said you will not manifest the assignment. I lose your hold in the name of Jesus. You spirit of depression. You spirit of depression uh, that says that they are not worthy. Uh, they say that they are not worthy. Uh, that says that there's no point of the assignment. I lose your hold over their lives in the name of Jesus. You are praying for the body. The sin has held you down for too long. The enemy has held you down for too long. Jesus said to Lazarus, come forth. He didn't ask him a question. He didn't ask him what kept you down. He didn't ask him what is the name. All he said was come forth. Pray for yourselves in the front. Ask that thing to come forth. Whatever is dead, come forth. Whatever is barren, receive fruit. Come forth, 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 come forth. 
in the name of Jesus. Come forth. Come forth. I didn't ask you to stop praying. I didn't ask you to stop praying. Thank you for tuning in to the Gap Church Podcast. We hope this message blessed you. If you made that choice to give your life to Christ, congratulations, we celebrate you. Don't forget to text SAVED to 817-382-2244. Again, text SAVED to 817-382-2244. Thank you so much and have a blessed week.